Ladies and gentlemen, it's a Mean Green Nation podcast, and welcome to it. That was the the new intro music. I don't okay. know, I'm gonna sounded good. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Veteran actor Aldo, <laughs> put that in there. <clears throat> I really like the uh, the the tempo <laughs> and the the chord progressions. <laughs> Turn my headphones up. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, another preview podcast. This one's kind of weird. Like I was writing the like preview for Rice. And I was trying not to say the exact same thing I said last week in my preview for UAB, but there's no game in between. It's kind of you kind of have to, right? Like it's we're still at the same pay, place. Uh, we haven't played a game, right? North Texas hasn't played a game, so it's basically like, all right, dudes, we need um, we need to know what Jason Bean has right in his locker to use a, a European footballism. Um, can he throw the ball? Can he can he run for 170 yards or whatever it was, 150 yards uh, against a better defense than than Middle Tennessee? Um, can the defense stop anybody that is intending to run and will do it? And that's their first, second, and third options. Um, you know, like that plays tough, and you know, whatever. Can can they do that? Those are the questions. Last week for UAB against a team that was superior. Uh, those are the questions this t- this week against a team that's roughly even. Do I have that right, Mr. Aldo Avenia? Yeah, on paper, um, both teams look even. I mean, we've only seen Rice play twice. Yeah. And they've played um, – were was Middle Tennessee the last one we've both played? I don't even remember who we played last. Uh, well, they, they played them both. They played two teams that, we, that we've played, uh, Middle and Southern Miss. That's right. That's right. Uh, we 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 beat Middle, and they struggled against Middle. Right? They they won and or they lost in double overtime. They should have won in regulation, but they had that four. It hit like hit the post, hit the upright, hit the <laughs> other post, hit the upright. Don't did a little c- top spin. It did a little you know, um, inception <laughs> spin. Just stay different. Uh, so so that happened, and then they blew out Southern Miss, a team that blew us out. Right? So. Just as a caveat, if you're just looking at that, you're like, "What happened? Well, maybe we suck." Southern Miss is just kind of going. Pew! They're just they're dive bombing. Uh, Jack Abraham got hurt early in that game. Their quarterback. Uh, and there's like some controversy, sort of. Like he he said, "I had a concussion," uh, and he basically said he quit. He's like, "I'm not going to play the rest of the season, uh, but I'll help coach the quarterbacks." And then the coaching staff was like, "Nah, you're not going to do that. <laughs> you're going to be off the team." And I don't know. Half the Southern Miss fans are like, he quit. That's what he gets. Um, and I think like normal people like me are like, this doesn't look good no matter if he's at fault. Like, they're like, he took all the the reps and now he's like, I can't do it. I mean, I, I just don't really think that you can win an argument saying, yeah, man, I don't care if you had a concussion, you're going to play or whatever. I don't know. I, I don't get it. Uh, so I think they all look bad. So that, there's your gigantic caveat for looking at Southern Miss and saying, Hey, I thought we lost to that team. Is Rice super good for beating that team? 
this is a totally different Southern Miss team. They they don't even have their interim coach. They got a new interim. It's interim part two. The interim meaning. Interimer. Yeah. Interimer. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, Southern Miss was a was a <clears throat> weird game because we kind of just gave them the game, uh, even though we had and I've repeated it before. Um, even though we gave them four turnovers, we were still in the game up through the fourth quarter. So they're not a great team to begin with. And yeah, they've had a pretty <clears throat> awful season in terms of turnover, in terms of uh, both staff and, and player attrition. And so this was kind of a, a tough year for them because they've historically been a good program. And so uh, I, hate, I hate to see it for them. Um, and so it's difficult to gauge how anybody plays against them middle tennessee is a better gauge yeah and, and even then they're they're kind of they're different right they're not the same team that competed for a, a league title a couple seasons ago they are they have no defense right as we saw we ripped through them pretty easily um and their offense is very very iffy uh and again the concerning part is that they looked really good against this scoring like 21 points in the first quarter right um Bottom line, right? Bottom line it for me, Adam. All right, it's uh, we are not good on defense, and they have a committed Bryce meaning they have a committed offensive plan, uh, and their strength is our weakness, right? They like to line up and run at you, and we're not so good at stopping that, right? So, um, I I don't think that we're gonna just get. I don't want to say something's going to sound dumb later on while it's happening. Right? Like <laughs> we're not going to allow two hundred yards. Like and Rice is at two hundred and fifty yards in the first half. Like no, I don't need that. So it's a. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that they're just going to run through us like butter, but they will run through us and they'll look bad, right? But I think is, the the thing is like even against Charlotte, who like just ran all over us, we got some stops right in a couple of important moment, moments. That's what we need, right? We need. Okay, we're letting Rice, Rice of all teams, go up and down the field. Uh, fine, but we need to get stops. I think I wrote like three or four stops. The same kind of stops we get we got against Middle, right? Where we're like, hey, we stopped them, and then we need to go score. I don't think I don't think Rice has that good of a defense. They lost a lot of talent. Um, they're trying to replace it. Um, they can occasionally get some talent, whatever. But I, I just don't think that man for man they can line up against our offense, you know, our meaning the team, you know, North Texas. I don't play for them. I don't coach them. I get it. Yeah. 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 From <clears throat> offense versus offense. Yeah. You can't compare the two teams, but um, you got to give them credit though. They've come a long way to, to where they are now. They've got a transfer QB from TCU. Um, Mike Collins, I want to say. Yeah. And he's actually really accurate. He's, <laughs> he's the perfect build for, for that offense, that West coast run first offense. And so you need an accurate guy, and he's he fits the bill. Um, he's asked, he, he's actually pretty uh, good of a runner as well. Um, against Middle Tennessee, I want to say they were I don't know as much as uh, as with Southern Miss, but they were trading in a freshman QB to run the ball, and um, <clears throat> they did a good job. Um, so yeah, like you said, they're gonna try to run it all over over us. Um, I, I wouldn't call them their team run blocking team they have run mauling team they, they kind <laughs> yeah. of just all march forward yeah. like they're clearing the field when they're they're rushing the ball so they're really good at it um and then combine that with with um the passing game the the newly revamped passing game it, they're actually pretty pretty um going to be pretty tough at, at the conference usa level 
Yeah, I always likened them to uh, like we're basically it was like UTEP was trying to do this scheme, right? This kind of run first philosophy under their their last coach, right? The guy who was an offensive lineman. I mean, and they weren't that terrible getting to that point, right? Like at their peak, they were pretty decent, right? They had Aaron Jones out there running. They had an NFL caliber one NFL caliber lineman, uh, and they Little eventually had, yeah, and then they had a couple dudes. Um, like a linebacker that was pretty good, and then and then a corner who now plays for the Dolphins, right? Like so, at their peak, UTEP was pretty solid doing this, uh, but it's difficult in today's day and age to kind of maintain it. Um, Stanford is obviously the gold standard, um, you know, and that's where they they plucked Mike Bloomgren from. They said you kind of get how to recruit at Stanford. I think there's a lot of similarities here at at uh, yeah Rice University, right? Um, and so that's the plan. I mean, so far, uh, it's taken a lot longer than I expected. I expected them to be pretty solid. Um, I always like a team that can, that basically believes in what they're doing and then executes it, like builds towards it, right? I think you need that. Like, everybody needs to just say, no, we're committed to this. Like, that kind of, uh, well, we mostly liked it, but now that we had a bad game, I think we don't like that philosophy anymore. Like, you're never going to win that, right? I think, for an example, in Conference USA, it was kind of like what Frank Wilson was a little bit of that. It just you know every week or just every every year they had a new offensive coordinator saying ah, I didn't really like that too much. Let's try <laughs> something different. So, like Mike Bloomgren's like we're gonna run it and uh, we're gonna be you know like physical at the line of scrimmage. We're gonna line up and run at you, um, and there's no way around it. That's what we're gonna do, and they've committed to it right for like was it like this is year three now. Yeah, year one, they kind of got close. Year two, they were the best uh, winless team in the nation for a while. And they finally broke through. We saw what they did to us, right? They they beat North Texas with it, 20-14. to 14. Um, It was not pretty, but they were running the ball. They were controlling the clock. They were doing the things that they wanted to do. Uh, defensively, they are frustrating us. And you can see that it looks a little bit like that UAB team, right? Like UAB plays defense, and they run the ball well. And occasionally they have a good passing game, and then, you know, they win a conference USA West division, right? That, like you said, I can see a, a future for Rice winning this thing. David Bailiff was successful; they won a league title game, right? We remember in 2013 when we had that double goal line stand against Rice. Well, that team went on to win the league title that season, right? Like, you know what I mean, they they won; they they were good, um, and they've been good, so it's possible. Yeah, and, and you make a good point about um, Bloomgren taking some time to to get to this point. And, and you saw it right at the beginning when they first hired him, you know, big name. And he was throwing out the names McCaffrey when you were talking to him, you know, uh, when we were asking him, is it going to be tough to, to, to recruit for a run for a scheme? Because it is the passing league for the most part. And he's like, well, you know, when I can throw around the names like Christian McCaffrey, Kevin Love and whomever yeah. – um, it makes it a little bit easier, and no, it, it didn't. <laughs> but he's finally got the tools that he needed, especially that O line. Man, they're 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 pretty good when you yeah. watch him. Um, he's got the tools that he needs to uh, run his philosophy, uh, and it, they've he's also got the discipline in the team um, to throw out some NBA basketball terms. Um, you know, when they were teaching me how to th- uh, shoot a shoot a free throw. Back in middle school, um, you know, they're saying, okay, you got 10 seconds to shoot it. Don't rush. 10 seconds is a long time, so just breathe and work it through. 
that's the same philosophy they've got for for running a play. They're <laughs> going to run that clock down three five seconds left on the play clock before they they um, you know run the ball basically. And so it's a little frustrating to watch them control the ball for so long, and and that's what what they're going to do is is ball control, uh, run it a lot, try to make you impatient and and uh, you know squeeze the defense over the middle, and then spread you out using the West Coast passing scheme. So, and and like I said, Collins is is accurate, and um, we are evenly matched up on paper um, considering their strength in the um, the run game, um, how sneaky they are in the pass game, but they've got a pretty porous pass defense. As good as their run defense might be, their pass defense is actually pretty bad. So advantage us, and I think that's that that's what might get us the, the win in the end. We might score in 10 seconds. They might score in 10 minutes, uh, but we can we can score right away. Yeah, and, and you know, like styles kind of make fights right there. Like that'll make an make it kind of interesting um you know because like we're given the i talked about this last week we kind of give an offense like a 10 maybe even a 30 percent boost right like if you were gonna be a 400 yard team now you're 450 i mean 550 yard team right it just that's kind of what the boost is so um i think they're gonna have success running the ball uh but also i think that might be that's not necessarily you know, bad for us, right? I know that sounds silly. Allowing lots of yards and points may not be bad for us. Uh, because, you know, like, we are ready. Like, our offense, our defense, they are practiced in saying, cool, we got scored on. Let's get back on the field and go do this again, right? Um, their defense, maybe not so much, right? You know, like like you said, it works the other way around. If their offense, instead of taking 10 minutes to go down the field, scores in you know two minutes their defense is like uh well we expected a long break not necessarily you know to get back on the field so quickly so it might not work in their favor totally right uh but also if we're just hurrying it up and uh getting a three and out again then you know we're just digging our own grave (laughs) um you know like my concern is that southern miss ran the ball well against us right and i think we they had like a 20 30 percent uh increase over the previous output against us uh charlotte was really good against us um they're a good team they're solid offense i like i like what they do so that was not as surprising but um you know they're a little bit more efficient you know um against us than they were against other teams same thing with middle tennessee that's still going to be there we know we're going to allow rice to score uh the question like i said is can we score against them at the same rate uh, middle was able to score against Rice, and Middle's not that good. So if we were able to walk up and down the field, like we scored against everybody, right? Uh, everybody they put out there. We're better. This is a better offense than Southern Miss has right now. Like if you grab that Southern Miss team, uh, like I said, I think they lost uh, Jack Abraham at the moment at that time. So even if we lost Jason Bean, we got the next guy, right? Austinani who has eight touchdown passes and is like the leading passer in the conference. So I'm, I think we're good there. Uh, a lot of it is just, are we going to shoot ourselves in the foot? Uh, are we going to get in our own way? And, you know, if you want hope, right? I did this last week, right? Keys of the game. How do you see that? How do you see, what's the recipe for North Texas winning? Um, go and score, right? Play the game fast. And, um, 
make Rice hurry up, right? If we get the ball and we walk down the field, I'm not even walk, throw it to Jalen Darden and he runs, you know, for a nice 40-yard touchdown, then they're going to be like, okay, we got to get it. We gotta get a forty-yard touchdown, right? And maybe they speed up a little bit, right? Maybe they they're excited to finally play uh, against us, and they're they're just you know a little too excited to get a block, and they miss it, and then so we get a we get a stop, so we get the ball, uh, and we go down the field. This time, DeAndre Torrey runs for you know fifty yards, and they're like, "Holy crap, we're down fourteen nothing, right?" And that's how the game goes, right? Like. So we kind of blunt them right away. It's in Denton. You know, they're not at home. Just all that there. Um, conversely, maybe it starts out like that Middle Tennessee game where they go up 21 and we're like, oh, crap. Uh, we got to get back. Uh, and their defense is a little bit better than Middles. And, you know, so we don't get to explode for 173 yards rushing the ball. That's the worst case scenario. Uh, I still like our chances. Like, I I was talking myself into a, a UAB competitive kind of game and I feel like if we can bring that imaginary energy that was only on my side and only in my perception to this game I like where we are I mean we can't forget that <clears throat> we're a pretty high octane offense and we're, we're one of the best ones still in the nation on, in a lot of categories yeah. even if we haven't played in, in several weeks and rice isn't like a steel curtain or I, I guess <laughs> yeah. I should say a blue steel curtain yeah for you Zoolander fans and <laughs> So we can we have the opportunity just just to blow the doors open on them. Yeah. But I say that because we don't really know what they've got. They were able to slow down um, Middle Tennessee's uh, QB run game, uh, which they they like to to run a lot. Um, but Middle Tennessee was able to change it up and, and attack the outside. Yeah. Very much like like we like to play. We we like to attack the outside. Um, at least Austin Ani likes to attack the outside. <laughs> yeah. So I think we still have. Um, the ability to to pick them, not even pick them apart, but just just make big plays against them um, through the air. So they might make us one dimensional, but at least you know we still have a good pass game. We we have a great um, uh, running game and we have a great passing game. If you shut one down, I think we'll still be okay as long as we don't, like you said, shoot ourselves in the foot. Yeah, again, so just to recap, if you forgot, right, we already did the, you go look back and listen to last week, and a lot of this applies, but we did the previously on North Texas, right? Um, you look at our, our squad, uh, top of the league in most of the categories uh, in per-game averages, and it's not like a one-off. You look at Rice right now, again, that middle game, it's weird because Rice hadn't played in like four years, and they had one game, you know, just kind of, so you're like, ah, eh, we can't. There's a lot of like confounding third variables, you know. Uh, we don't know. We're not. We don't know what, what we know about Rice. And again, same thing with that Southern Miss game. What do we know? It's a team at, on free fall versus a team that's excited to play and feels like they have their season or what's left of it in front of them. Um, so it's just you know whatever. Um, I don't think we know about Rice uh, too much, other than like you said, they have upgrades at key positions, quarterback. Uh, offensive line, you know, just kind of defense. But I don't, nobody was considering them for like contender in the West. It was always going to be UAB. I don't think they're better than UAB. I think they're improved. Um, if you said, hey, they're going to be like third or middle of the pack, or like, you know, like you said, the odds makers say they're just a pick them uh, against us. That sounds about right. You know, like it kind of depends on the day, injury situation, who's at home, uh, who just has a little bit more mo- momentum. 
that's who you go with on the day. And I think that's fine. Um, I mentioned that it's kind of a, a little referendum, right? It's a test. We're going to learn something about Seth Luttrell. Uh, we, we mentioned this before, right? Like last week that he hasn't really won. Uh, he hadn't had like a signature game, right? Hey, uh, you know, everything being even, this is the time for the coach to shine, right? Game prep, game planning. This is where coaching and getting your guys more prepared for this game than the other guy gets his guys prepared uh, for the game. And this is a golden opportunity, right? Like you just said it, a lot of even, right, across the board. Like circumstances will play a big part, like weather, you know, the bounce of a football, the the referee calling the game one way or another. That could change the game. But if we, if there was ever a time for some for some uh, game planning and some game preparation to shine through, it is here, right? And uh, I really, I really want to see Seth Luttrell uh, make us all look bad and say, "Look, maybe I am worthy of the biggest contract in the league, guys. Look how, look how awesome my coaching abilities are." You know. And you're talking about yeah, and, and there, you've got two two head coaches that come from a very good. Um, um, schools, one from Stanford, one from North Carolina, and they were very well regarded as uh, offensive coordinators. So on top of that and all the things you said, they, North Texas has had how many weeks to prepare? How many practices? Approximately 75 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been 350 days since they played their last game. Yeah. Uh, so they've had plenty of time to prepare, look at look at film from from yeah, pre- two games. They've prepared for every team in the league, pretty much. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And guys are getting healthy. They haven't worried about. They haven't had to worry about that kind of stuff. So if if North Texas comes out with a loss, that would be very representative of of where we are. Uh, as a team and and with our coaching staff, there, there's no reason why we go in there and and lose. In mm-hmm. my opinion, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm I'll leave it open for a loss because I you know like I said maybe Rice is just good right we don't know it so uh, but I I think just the performance if we're just like wow North Texas look like they don't have a head coach and they just go kind of do intramural style and just practice on their own, right? Like, that's what it seems like out here. Then, you know, maybe it's time. You know, I saw today somebody linked in, um, uh, in that, that Discord. They had, a like, a hot, coaches on a hot seat, and Seth Luttrell was, like, middle of the pack. He was basically the highest, the hottest seat in Conference USA, right? So um, take that for what it's worth. Um I don't think he's anywhere close to it, but I think everybody's kind of acknowledging, hey, it was a bad year last year, and it was of your own making. Right? If you believe the rumors and like what was like semi-reported, he had a chance to go to um, uh, Kansas State, and the only sticking point was that he wasn't get to, he wasn't going to be able to pick his own staff at the level. I think you were just basically, well, pick your staff, or you have to keep a handful of these guys on. Um, and he said no. I'm going to keep Bodie Reader and whoever else, right? Like, those are his choices. And, yeah, he ends up firing that guy. And then the guys he hires, Clint Bowen, has so far produced the worst defense in the nation, roughly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, so, and then, you know, the the special teams is bad. So then you look at it and say, well, 
maybe Kansas State knew what they were talking about. Like, look, you're good at a thing, and we're hiring you to do that thing. You're non-good at doing this other thing, and we'll take care of that. Um, you know, maybe he should have went to Kansas State, and he would have been super <laughs> successful right now, right? Um, that that could have. So there, there's just a story lying out there, right? Uh, Clint Bowen, we want some improvement on the defense. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, we we there is no doubt about it that. I mean, there's nowhere to go from except up, right? But if we stay the same, <laughs> it, it's yeah. it's so frustrating to 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 watch our team uh, perform so well on offense, but do so poorly on on defense. And those of you who who have stuck around for a long, long time have been through the Todd Dodge years, and you do not want to be compared to the Todd Dodge years. No, that's uh, that's some of the darkest places in North Texas history. Yeah, and so you know it. The defense has just got to make a step ahead. And, and again, you know, I've criticized coaching in the past, and I'll stick with it. But if coaching doesn't improve, something's got to be done. Um, I don't agree that, that he needs to be in a hot seat because um, this year is a rebuilding year. Yeah, and we all yeah. knew that he had was going to have that 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 time to to bring in his new guys, and he ha- he's had some good recruiting classes come through. But if you don't coach them up to their potential, then then what's the point? You know, even even if you've got guys like Deshaun Getty, they're just going to waste away if they're not going to get coached up right. Yeah, I mentioned. Uh, I think I mentioned it again. It's a refrain. I talked about it last week. Listen to last week's show. Uh, I mentioned that book I was reading. Right, um, uh, the the field guide to understanding human error. I ended up talking about that with like at, like at work uh, and whatever. Um, I don't know. Hopefully the higher higher ups listen to what I was talking about, but yeah, I think again it stuck with me uh, that when you're like evaluating somebody, if while it may seem like holding them accountable, meaning means that hey, if you make a mistake, you get fired, right? Because we take things seriously around here. Um, that is counterproductive, right? Because then people are you know like I said, we'll play scared not to make a mistake rather than to do you know good things right because they're they're more scared of losing stuff or, or the negative consequences than they are uh motivated by the reward of doing something great right so you don't want to do that and yeah so like i think if your program has a reputation for firing a coach at the first failure right i mean you're gonna have losses you know what i mean but you, that, that's why you set it up front what does success look like around here what does it mean to have a good season? And then what are our options when we make a mistake, right? So say a look at it, right? Seth Luttrell, you hired Bodie Reader. Uh, I mean, a lot of these guys are on one-year deals, right? It's it's not really like a firing. It's a lot of times like, well, your contract's not renewed. Um, but still, that's not ideal. You don't really want that kind of churn um, in, in your program or any organization. So what can we learn? What can be learned from that kind of thing? It's like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm speculating here, but like maybe it's, all right, Seth, what is your, like, what is our process here? Do you, you just getting these guys from like your short list? Uh, maybe we can have another coach kind of vet these dudes. Uh, maybe we can have like something like a search firm kind of, you know, vet these guys out a little bit of ahead of time, just whatever, right? You just reevaluate the process. Um, look at it. So that way we're not making a, another mistake, right? And I think, like, Seth Luttrell's 
wasn't hiring these guys for them to fail. You know, he he wanted them to succeed. He doesn't want to lose games. Uh, but yeah, like my point is that no, we don't want to be one of those programs that's like, oh, you had one losing season. It's time for you to look for another job, right? Because that's what it, what are we doing? Uh, but at the same time, you don't want to be a, a program that's just like, oh, yeah, well, seventeen losing seasons in a row. We'll get them next year. Yeah, we don't want that either. Sure, and, but you've also have to have uh, got benchmarks, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. So with a guy like Bro, uh, Bodie Reader, uh, it may be he may have been hired just because the things he was doing at the FCS level, and, and maybe there was like a connection there between the two. But when it came on the field, when it came to working together, it just didn't work out. Um, mm-hmm. You bring in, um, you know, but Bodie's failures weren't huge. He was still they were still scoring points. They were just at the critical moments, not being able to convert to take over the game at with Bowden Bowen yeah Bowen Clint um, Bowen you know being the worst team in the nation that's a little bit different um you know how do you how do you defend that uh, no pun intended how do you defend being having such a porous defense and say yeah well you know next week we'll do a little bit better next week we'll do better <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I talked a little bit about that because I think the same thing applies. Like the players are not walking out there saying, "I cannot wait to allow a fifty-seven yard touchdown right now." Like that is that's on my number one list. I can't wait to be on a highlight reel, uh, looking lost as you know the player runs by me. Um, so you, again, you got to are we giving them too many checks? Right? Should we simplify the off uh, the defense, the scheme, the reads, whatever the case is? Right? And these coaches, I mentioned that like the 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 best coaches, I think. Are the ones like when a quarterback throws an interception, they say, "All right, what were you seeing out there? Like, why did you throw the interception?" Right? And then quarterbacks like, "Well, I saw too high, so I was making a, this kind of read, and I was looking for you know, our this route because that's what we expected." But turns out they didn't run that; it was different after the snap. Whatever the case is, right? And then so the coach is like, "Okay, cool. So maybe they're doing something, and they're kind of cheating us. We need to make an adjustment, or whatever the case is." Instead of when he walks off the field, like what in the hell was that? You know, why you keep throwing it to the other team? Like, what good is what good does that do? Right? And I think Seth Luttrell does subscribe. He's, he says he's not a yeller. He doesn't like to do that because he thinks it's counterproductive. So, I think they have that kind of philosophy. Um, you know, like at a certain point, yeah, you got to do your job. Right? I don't know if that's the case. Maybe these guys are not doing their job. It seems like at least one or two were not doing their job as well as the backups because now those backups are the starters. So, <laughs> so this- uh, one one note I just is you know note from my phone. Bodie Reader, uh, you know he's the coach, offensive coordinator at Utah State, uh, a program that fired their head coach Gary Anderson. So uh, maybe it is Bodie Reader. <laughs> <laughs> the, the famous Utah State. I remember those guys. Yeah. Um, so this will be a good test for us because Rice offense is not a slouch. They can run the ball really well. They can pass it pretty good. Um, and North Texas has had plenty of time to um, work through practice, learn the last three weeks without taking any losses, without mm-hmm. uh, making their defense any worse or any better. Um, so this will be a, a more time in the defense um, without consequence. Um, so we'll see what they'll bring this weekend against Rice. Yeah, and I think the the real testifier is obviously um, 
you know, game speed, game reactions, uh, going against a team that's game planned for you and not just trying to run your own offense and whatever. So, yeah, I, I'm expecting a lot better, right? Because they've had the equivalent of another fall camp um, in this time. Yeah, and I know, exactly. like, they've had to do contact tracing, a lot of stuff. But um, you cannot you cannot be upset about getting more practice time. Uh, you, you guys can't see this, but Aldo is dying literally before my eyes right now. <laughs> He's having like a cough attack. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have COVID. I promise. <laughs> I think yeah, he's he has that uh, he has a drinking problem in that he doesn't know how to drink his whiskey. What have you done to me, dog? Everyone. Um, <clears throat> now I've been recovering from a cold, mm-hmm. and so finally it's hit me pretty hard. COVID. Um, <laughs> yeah, my wife is a school teacher, so she brought something home. Yeah, well, the whole family's got it. But recovering now, whiskey helps. Scotch helps. <clears throat> But not that time. So uh, you know, like maybe maybe we can start a new segment for all these conference USA teams. Um, yeah, I just thought about it. I mentioned the Rice game, right? The double goal line stand. What like recently? I feel like I've been to like every Rice game, just for one because Houston is nearby, so I, I'll go to the road games against them. Um, but it, you know, it just seemed like my schedule worked out where I'd be at the home games too, right? The ones in Denton. Um, I don't know. It's just like it just stands out to me. It seems like we're always playing rice all the time. Like at least in my my photo album, um, the ones that stand out, are the obviously the double goal line stand. But the other one is a the more recent one. Uh, I mentioned it. South of Trail's first year, they were scoreless against Florida. They were scoreless in the first quarter, and then they complete what was it got fourth down, fourth and thirteen play, um, and that basically saves the season. You know what I mean? Um, and I mention this all the time. Those are like the two biggest wins against Rice in my brain. Um, what stands out to you? Well, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you mean against Rice? Yeah, yeah. Against um, Rice. Well, that that game you mentioned, that second game you mentioned, is the the pass to Okira on Rutherford. Yeah. Uh, on that third down, and then we that was a, a ex- excellent game because it's. It was the start of of Mason Fine's run, basically, right? Because mm-hmm. that was his sophomore year, mm-hmm. and so that that kind of no, kicked no, no. things that off. Was, uh, that was his freshman year. Freshman year, yeah, yeah. okay. So that kicked off his his uh, stellar campaign, and and um, so I've got fond memories of that. Um, I mean, th- those are probably the biggest games we've had against Rice, right? When it when things mattered, or, or yeah. were on the line. Yeah, uh, uh, North Texas won that game in, in overtime. Um, like it was just so key because you could, I, for me, I could just get the feeling from the crowd and people were texting me and, and there's tweets like, maybe this guy, Seth Luttrell doesn't know what he's doing. We hired this offensive genius. We got blanked against Florida and yeah, 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 they're good, whatever. Uh, but now we're getting blanked so far against Bryce. Like there was like an unease there and everybody was like, maybe what's happening. They, they get that third down conversion. They go down, score a touchdown. Um, and Instead of being down seventeen nothing, punting the ball from your own end, they go score, so it's seventeen seven, right? And all of a sudden, you feel like, okay, well, maybe maybe things are not so bad. And like I said, Nortex goes on; they get a win. Win cures everything, um, and then, you know, like kind of like you said, set the stage for both Mason Fine's career and Seth Luttrell's uh, early success. So, huge game in my brain. 
Uh, and then that 2013 year, obviously, the double goal and stand, clinch bowl eligibility for the first time in approximately 7,000 years. <laughs> um, and, you know, that was huge. Everybody remembers it. It was Halloween. Just great times all around. Yeah, I think I think most of my Rice memories were during the Todd Dodge years when, <laughs> yeah. you know, things were bad. And I think there was one where we lost by one point. Yep. Um, and I think, is that where Nathan Toon got hurt? Yep, or, like he broke his hip off. Yeah, yeah I yeah, heard exactly. it. We, I was up in the stands and I, I heard him hit the ground. I was like, oh my gosh, that did not feel good. Everybody just got quiet. And I think that was the only other remarkable uh, Rice game that I that I can remember. <laughs> yeah, because like Rice was non-conference at the time, right? But it mm-hmm. seemed like, like they're not good. This is a team we could beat. You know what I mean? Like it was just kind of that thing there. And yeah, I remember them driving. I think, didn't he break his hip like on one of the game winning drives? And then we had to pull... Uh, it was like Chase something, like the guy who was like a six-string receiver. He ended up being the quarterback, and I think he ended up starting at the end of the year against Kansas State. Um, it was just, you know, one of those weird years. Like North Texas had, uh, like if you've been following any of the UTSA teams, like awful quarterback stories where everybody just gets injured all the time. We had that before, right? Like uh, um, Nathan Toon was the starter. He got injured. Uh, so then we're like, okay, um, maybe Riley Dodge. I know you were going to play receiver, but how about you get back out here? And then he got injured. And we're like, okay, well, who else knows how to throw the ball? Maybe you can. So we had another receiver being the guy, right? And he didn't. He couldn't throw the ball. We had a pass first offense. It was just awful. Like it, You know, when, uh, when Aldo was saying, hey, those are dark times. Those are dark times. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. bad. It's bad. Yeah, some of the worst in college football history. I mean, we're not exaggerating here. Yeah. Um, I blacked out a lot of the games. I, <laughs> I made at least one game every year, but but I can barely remember. Yeah, I think I probably have like a picture or two from that. I think I was because I like to sit in the end zone because you can kind of see everything at Fouts, right, and kind of see the score. I remember uh, Riley Dodge leading a a game tying drive. This is not against Rice, but I think it was against ULL or ULM or something, and. I I don't remember if I said it, but I know I thought about saying it. I looked at my now wife and I was like, "What did they miss the extra point?" And then we kicked it, and then we missed the extra point. And I was just like, "Oh my god, this is that was you." Team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, like those are the times. I, I I think um, yeah. So rice. They're kind of a weird team because I, I think that they can be good. I, I'm count me like as a believer in like what they're trying to do, right? They're 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 smart about it. They're saying, hey, look, we need somebody that looks at the game differently because we're a little bit different. We can't do the same things. Um, I thought they did a good job hiring David Bailiff when they had him there. His ten years were underrated over there at Rice. He had the best ten years in program history. Just about like going to bowl games, yeah, I mean, like winningest or something like that. Yeah, he won a conference title <laughs> in conference USA, right? He showed it could be done. I think he just kind of lost. He kind of lost it at the end there. Just they probably just needed a new face, new somebody to say the things and whatever. Um, and Mike Bloomgren seems like the guy. Uh, yeah, they're going to be somebody to contend with going forward, like for for North Texas. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. They, they're already there for as. Um, I don't want to say contender, but but a good opponent, somebody that would be mm-hmm. tough to beat. Uh, and Bloomgren was able to do that in three, four years, um, and versus 
you know, a guy like Daimel at UTEP still struggling to, to try to put something to get together. UTSA still struggling to put something together. You know, they're, they're a very mercurial team, and uh, Bloomgren has steadily uh, put together a very um, um, successful – I mean, I know they've only played two games, but they look <laughs> good on, on tape. Yeah, yeah um, it, again, that, that's the theme, right, is that – their record has not been nearly what I think Bloomgren wants. I think he said last season in the press conference, like, look, I want to win. It, yeah, I'm tired of hearing how good we played. I want to win one of these games. And it turns out that first win was against us, right? Um, they're they just, uh, or like, the first home win. Um, they, you know, like you said, it takes a long time to build the kind of program they want, right? It takes a long time to either get really big, really powerful linemen like they want, or to develop them, right? You know, you just you can't add fifty pounds of muscle and just being able to move like a lineman needs to, uh, you know, in an off season, right? Well, you got two months, buddy. Gain the weight, become an all star, uh, all conference lineman. Just do it. So it Eat takes a while. Muscles. So that's a little scary, right? Um, they have uh, they have access to talent. They they have like a unique, you know, like a value proposition. You know what I mean, like. So they can recruit across the country because they're like, hey, we have a, a great school. You know, Rice University is a it's like a, let's say a, a non-Ivy League, Ivy League type school, right? So they they have a it unique value proposition. Very well endowed. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think the worst thing about their program is their stadium, which has lots of history. And if you're like a nerd, and you're just like, yeah, John F. Kennedy spoke here. Uh, you know, this is where they held a Super Bowl. Uh, but also, you can't see what's happening in the game while you get uh, a hot dog out of a cooler in the concession <laughs> area, right? So not something that you're just like, wow, so much history. It's so amazing that I don't know what's happening right now, you know, while I go <laughs> use the where restroom you, in a latrine. You know what I mean? <laughs> where are you going for the hot dog? Do you go up to the fence? Somebody walking down the street. I mean, it's basically that, like you know, like they just there's people back there. They don't they don't look like they have modern amenities, right? You know, you go to like Apogee, and it looks like a modern stadium, right? You know, for the price, whatever. You go to Rice, and you're like, this is just like concrete. Like it's basically, <laughs> they might as well be just roasting the hot dogs in a fire pit right next to the stadium because there's not much difference between that. You can't see anything, you know. Uh, if you're in the concourse, you're looking out there. You're, you know. you're painting a very like '80s post-apocalyptic look. It is like that. Have Have you been to Rice Stadium? I've never been though. Okay, okay. So that 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 explains it. I've been basically last three four years that we've been that North Texas played there. So I'm like very familiar with it. And I mean, you know, like I said, it looks nice. You go there and you're like, wow, this is again because I'm a little bit of a nerd. You know, president gave a speech here, right? You know, right here. Um, you know, this is was the site of a Super Bowl, uh, and then you're like, man, they must have not have had no entertainment in 1960, whatever, because there's a whole lot of concrete around, and that's it. <laughs> I mean, I've I've been to a place like the Cotton Bowl, and sure, yeah. it's storied, but man, it sucks around there. Yeah, it, I mean, it's very much like those those stadiums of that era, right? But without the upgrades, yeah, like maybe they have upgrades on the home side, and so all 12 fans that go can see it. But for mm. we North Texas fans that are on the visitor side, again, sitting in concrete, you know, it, it's not really, it's not really that great. It's not <laughs> nothing to be proud of. So that's what's holding your own hot dog day. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that would be a plus, I think. <laughs> um, 
Uh, there's a story. There was a it was mentioned like lack security. I've seen drunken people walk onto the sideline at Rice Stadium. I, I was like, that person is drunk, and no one notices that they are just walking from the stands to the field. So you know, whatever. Um, like I said, it just it can use a little upgrade, and I think it's probably the next step for that program. Um, like keep them I mean, on your radar because they're going to be good. And we, when you're like, how in the hell are we losing to Rice? Well, it's because they're building their program. That's how, you know. Like we don't really got to yeah, worry man. about UTEP. If we lose to UTEP, it's like a one-off. Team didn't care. You know, we had to travel 17 million light years away to go to El Paso. And, you know, like that's to why. To lose to Aaron Jones. Yeah, to play in another stadium from, you know, 1901. You know, like that's, it just, that's, that's why. But, uh, you know, you lose to, you lose to Rice, it's because you're getting better. Yeah, and <laughs> th- those are the excuses we're going to make already. And uh, <laughs> I got them lined we're up. We're going to stick to those. I have an excuse for everything <laughs> we lose to. All right, speaking of, I, you know, I don't have the, the numbers in front of me, and, and I didn't, I didn't look at the stats for Rice because, like I said, they they only played a couple games. I'm like, eh. Um, let's look forward, right? Because we basically have four games, and I don't know how. I don't know that we're gonna play all these games, right? Um, I I just don't I don't see it. I just I see. If two weeks after Halloween, basically everybody in college football had had COVID, I imagine around. Thanksgiving time, everybody's gonna have the COVIDs again, right? And so that that second attempt at the UTEP game, I don't really see that happening. I just I'm very skeptical of it all. So that said, we got UTEP to end the year, Louisiana Tech, this Rice game, and then we have UTSA um, Thanksgiving week. And uh, I mean, I don't even okay. know. So for normal people, it's Rice, then UTSA, then LaTeX, then UTEP. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can say I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just going like towards the end of the year. Those are the games. like We we had those scheduled. We already talked about Louisiana Tech. We thought about them. Those games are still on the board, but I don't really know that they're going to still be on the board. This Rice game, it's looking like it's going to happen. It's Wednesday, but last <laughs> last week we said, yeah, we're going to play, and then they didn't play. Um and then the UTSA one, right? Like that one's down. It's here in San Antonio. It's going to be a game that I'm not even going to go to. Uh, I don't. I, I I think it's still kind of ridiculous to go into an indoor place, uh, even as big as the Alamo Dome, um, while COVID cases be there. COVID cases are rising like crazy. It's I think it's crazy, but whatever. Well, the the only games I'm looking forward to, these last four are going to be Rice and LaTeX. I feel. Yeah. Uh, just a quick sketch. Right now, knowing North Texas as they are, do they beat Rice? Yes or no? I'm going to go with yes. Do they beat UTSA? Yes or no? Yes. Do they beat Louisiana Tech? Oh, you got me on a good day. Yes. Do they beat UDEP? Oh, yes. No. There you go. Four no ten in the season. We can just cancel it right now because we've already declared it. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree. We're, like, we're look, going bowling. Yeah, we should, <laughs> we should beat Rice. Rice is not that much better than whatever. Like, we, if you summarize the last forty-seven minutes of the show, we should beat Rice. Um, uh, UTSA, because I don't know if we're going to be have time to do a preview podcast. We're going to try to, but it's Thanksgiving week. Who knows, right? Although, might be busy frying up a turkey or whatever. 
Um, you look at UTSA, they are an up-and-down team. They get beat by good teams. They're not that good. They have some unimpressive wins. Um, their defensive coordinator got put on suspend, you know, like uh, administrative leave. I don't know, right? I don't, I don't know what's going on over there. They're not markedly better than they were last year. Uh, they had talent. They still have talent, but I don't think they're so much talent. Uh, they, they're so much more talented than North Texas in any one area, right? They got a couple guys here and there, but that's about it. Um, yeah, they have a couple guys that can maybe break open the game, like the the running back and the quarterback, Frank Harris, the guy we try to recruit. So again, same situation. Like, oh, they might score more than they normally do. But I don't know that they can stop our high-powered offense unless we shoot ourselves in the foot or we let Mike Eckler design the game plan, right? You know, that's that's basically it. Um, same thing with Louisiana Tech. They're good, and they may be more talented, just deep. But they – I don't even know that game gets played because all season they've either had COVID issues across the offensive line or just regular injuries across the offensive line. That's what they had to cancel last week. Um, and I don't imagine anybody's going to heal up anything in the in a week or two, right? Especially after playing a game. Um, Louisiana Tech, they're they have two quarterbacks, which means they kind of ha- don't have any. They have talent. I don't know that they. It's kind of a toss up again. Uh, and then finally, UTEP, they're terrible. Uh, UTSA beat them fifty-two to twenty-one. Um, hmm. I think we we just we can dominate that game, and that's. That's my summary of the rest of the year if these games are played. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're a very unbalanced team. And, you know, on the one hand, our positives, as bad as our negatives are, really outweigh um, um, the, the passing game, really outweighs how bad the, the, the defense is. Um, uh, you know, I keep thinking back and like, don't say it, don't say it. But it's it's a really bad, bad defense. <laughs> <laughs> I keep bringing myself back to that point, but yeah. uh, I mean it's worth noting. It's the worst. It's not even just like yeah, we're pretty bad. It's like worse than the nation bad. Right? Yeah, but we're also one of the best of the nation on offense. Yeah, and we have to remember we're going up against conference USA teams. These are Charlotte was probably our toughest team we've we've played in conference. Yeah, uh, I want to say. Yeah, <clears throat> quickly scanning through the schedule, mm-hmm. um, you know. Rice is probably the best team we'll play uh, on the remaining schedule. Yeah. Uh, a lot, and the other teams are just way off and and not doing great. I, I think, I think we can perform against um, average to to below average teams. And and Rice, I would pick, pick put them at above average team. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, so again, if you look back and say we should have done better against Charlotte, well, here's your opportunity, right? Here's a team that's Charlotte-like in philosophy, that's Charlotte-like in talent level, and even Charlotte-like in maybe coaching level, right? So here's your here's your part two. We know ourselves better, right? We know what we can do. We we've had lots of, like I said, fall camp part part two. Um, you know, uh, everybody should be prepared for this game, and if they're not. Then yeah, let's let's break out the evaluation sheets uh, for the coaching staff and maybe uh, maybe renegotiate some contracts or something, um, you know. And then we we learn a little bit more. Let me also just note: if we sweep their end of the schedule, that that doesn't mean they were a good team either, right? Like you said, not at all. Not <laughs> it means they were being bad teams. Uh, and, and this is you know I I thought that North Texas would be somewhere like that. I think in my preview, I think you were like, man, you're really optimistic. But again, I'm looking at him like we have a lot of talent, we got a lot of dudes, um, and there's a lot of garbage in this league, right? 
Exactly. I, and yeah. and going into the season, I, I said we were going to win three games, um, mostly knowing our situation, the turnover in staff and, and players. But just seeing the, the, the caliber of teams we're going up against after Rice, mm-hmm. um, we if we lose, it's because we, we lost the game ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are worse ways to go into a game than having the best offense in the in the league and the worst league, offense, defense in the league, right? Like, you don't want that, but, I mean, it's not bad, right? You have something to fight with. You have some hope going in. And, you know, it can be kind of fun. I, I like thinking, hey, well, throw it to Darden, and then we have ourselves a chance, right? <laughs> like, that, we're down against Middle Tennessee. We got it to our playmakers. Our playmakers made those plays and i was happy and we had a nice recap podcast yeah yeah and, and finishing out 4-0 would be great especially you know even though we're going against bad teams we beat the bad teams that's what i'm hoping like we can say at the end yeah. of the year is, is as bad as we were we still beat the bad teams which just gives us hope for a mm. covidless 2021 yeah um as we're watching this game you know i want to see oscar Attaway back how it can get go up against this Rice defense, which which held um, the last uh, Southern Miss and, and Middle Tennessee in check for in in their run game. Um, I want to see how Jason Bean runs against them. Um, we're going to pass pretty well against them. They're they're pretty porous on 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 defense. Uh, they they are pretty porous on defense. Um, for the Rice offense, keep an eye on their quarterback, um, Mike Collins. I think that's that's his name. You said um, you call him a Tom Collins. You call him <laughs> Tom a Collins, Matt Collins. Collins. <laughs> Nick Collins. Yeah, it turns out his name is Jeff Johnson. No one <laughs> even close. I don't know what what's his name. I don't even know his name. And uh, I'll look it well, up while you continue. Okay, he's a transfer from TCU. He's accurate. He's a runner. He's he's good. Um, <laughs> they've got a great running game. Obviously, um, I forget the running back's name. Starts with an O. Um, and they've got a receiver, Trammel. Yeah. Who is very much. Um, Reminds me of Mike Lawrence uh, a little bit. Uh, Kenny Byers, Mike Lawrence. Um, not quite Darden's t- caliber, but but still good. Uh, These are all that. race-based evaluations of others. <laughs> He's a white receiver, so <laughs> he has different, pause. <laughs> he, he has different skill levels, uh, um, a skill set. But well, anyway. I selected uh, our team, so let me look at that again. Rice, I'm clicking on rice. Conti- please continue. <laughs> I think that was it. I'm just going to sit here awkwardly in silence while you right. <laughs> while you look up those names. But but yeah, his name is Mike Collins. So Mike good, Collins, okay, good so job. You got Collins right. Uh, and then running the ball, uh, was it Otaviano? Otoviano, yeah, Juma Otoviano. Yeah, he's good. He's quick. Um, uh, it does make me a little nervous. Uh, so I, I would just say, caveat, right? Again, positivity here. Middle Tennessee is not a good offense, right? I think we talked about them. Um, they Last year, they had a decent offense. This year, they've been bad pretty much every game. They had two games where they overperformed their numbers, and those are against UTSA and in the first half against us. And that's about it. So I don't, like, you know... Seeing that they they scored thirty or whatever it was thirty four against Rice in that first game, I was like, "Man, Rice, do you suck?" And then again, Southern Miss ha- didn't have a quarterback. Jack Abraham got uh he got injured early in that game, and they're just down a bunch of people. So 
they only scored six points against Rice. I uh, and they didn't have a coach, right? It's like again, second interim coach, infighting across the team. Unsurprising to me that the team couldn't manage a score. So that's me. Maybe I'm being skeptical. Maybe I'm being a, an owl hater. But you know, whatever. That, that's how I see it. I mean, we, we're going left and right, back and forth because we really don't know what what to expect from Rice. Um, no, I, I think I think this is good because like, you're saying like, hey, they have talent. They definitely have potential. Same scheme. They like to run. Otoviano, good. You know, is quick. Uh, he can do some things if you're not paying attention. If you know, like you're not ready to play, and North Texas is not really good on defense. <laughs> Say that again. Um, so they're dangerous, and if we're if we're not careful. They can stop us, right? And then it's going to be a long day. I I totally buy that argument. I just, uh, you know, like I said, I think uh, on average, North Texas wins this game. I don't know, seven times out of ten. I'd say about yeah, three I, of those three of those games are blowouts, right? And then a couple of them are closer than than the experts think or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's that's basically it. And then the other range, the other losses are maybe a close loss, you know, kind of somewhere in the middle, and then and then. We get blown out by Rice, but something crazy happening. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, for those of you that are going to be watching the game, expect us to start off a little slow, um, try different, some different things. We're going to attack the outside, <laughs> um, maybe try the zone read every once in a while, but probably not stick to it. Yeah. Um, and Darden should have a, a good game, but expect one of the outside guys to also have some some big gainers t- too. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see, and then this might kind of blow up in our faces, but I'd like to see us just chuck it deep, uh, let let our guys run, and say, let's see if they can run with our receivers, right? First play, chuck it up deep uh, to uh, you know to our outside guys, and see what see if they can go step for step. Like I said, I, I haven't seen anybody guard our receivers, like say, wow. There was no daylight between our guy and that uh, defensive back. Now, we've had him beat. It's just our quarterbacks have been missing him. Um, so let's see if they've improved their throwing abilities. That's what I want to say. So let, let's keep the pressure on. Um, I think, you know, be aggressive. Let's kill the will of any Rice Owls out there because they're going to be excited to play. Like, you know, if we would have played earlier, we would have been really good. And then when they get scored on by Jalen Darden or Deontay Simpson, who just had a birthday, right? And then they're like, maybe, maybe I should have quit football, and uh, and then they leave, and then we win by default. I like that. That's my that's my plan. Just posterize, kill their will. Yeah, I, you know, you can probably even just get high. I don't know how many people are going to go to this game or, or whatever, but like, uh, I like having Rice in our league. I like having UTSA in the league, even UTEP, which is seven million light years away. Uh, Louisiana Tech. I like having them in the league. I think though that core, it's good because you kind of encounter them. You know, you can kind of you reasonably travel to these games, and so I think that's good. Uh, like I said, I've been to a bunch of Rice games in Houston uh, against you know like North Texas v Rice, the basketball games and the and the and the other ones. Those are always fun to go to. Uh, so I enjoy these games. This is one of the the kind of matchups that I think it's good for our program. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, I want to throw Southern Miss in there, too, just because they've got great history. And for yeah. people in the Dallas area, it's it's not terribly far. It's yeah. manageable. Uh, I, I don't know. 
I've, I've been, I went to Laurel, like I said, and we drove through it. Like the best thing about it, and it might be just kind of the angle I'm coming at, I'm coming from South Texas. Uh, you know, it was cool to stop in you know Houston and New Orleans, but I mean I can't really say too much about Hattiesburg. That you know, I'm like man, they sure do got a target. You know, uh, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of they sure do got a target and a Shoney's, and then. <laughs> And then, you know, that, that's kind of it. Um, it. It's not particularly easy to get there. I guess you could fly in there. You know, whatever. That's We, we partly drove just because we didn't want to deal with our children on a plane again. We're like, you know what, let's just take it. It's chill. And we're just, we almost stop at the rest area. Everybody get out and yell at the whatever kids yell at, you know, which is like everything. And, you know, we don't, we're not bothering anybody, whatever. So that was the plan. Um, but, I mean, I guess if you have to get in and get out, it's something like reasonable but you know like you can fly to um like murfreesboro like you can fly to nashville right get out and then is it nashville or knoxville no nashville right it's nashville yeah you can fly to nashville you drive like 10 minutes to murfreesboro and then go see middle tennessee and then get out of there pretty quickly like that is a reasonable trip um you know but hattiesburg i don't know man have you flown to Hattiesburg? Have you been there? I, I've only been to Mississippi once, and um, it was for uh, – I was an RA at TAMS for a little bit, and uh-huh. I was I was helping them out with a – I don't even know. It was just some some academic triathlon yeah. sports event that I did. Nobody knows what those TAMS kids do, uh, do, man. <laughs> I wasn't really sure. <laughs> they just do math nowhere. at each other is what they do. Yeah, Exactly. They throw math. And um, – yeah, that was the only time I've been in Mississippi, and um, yeah, I'm not sure I'll, I'll go back anytime soon. <laughs> I, I mean, I have friends that are from Mississippi, so I'm saying this with, you know, uh, a jovial heat. Um, and then, <laughs> and uh, I think it was like one of my high school, uh, like, I guess classmates, or not that friendly, but he moved back to Mississippi, I just learned. Um, I mean, you know, like, whatever, it, it's... It's fine. It just very. It's a very small place. Like the the towns are very small, uh, and it's hard to get to anywhere if you want to fly into it. Um, I mean, you can drive there. Like I said, it's fine. You can go up to New Orleans if you want a trip. Stop in New Orleans. That's always fun, right? You eat too much. That's what I did. Ate a lot of food in Louisiana. But again, what am I talking about? I'm talking about Louisiana and not <laughs> Mississippi. <laughs> we got to Mississippi, and I was like, well, a beetle crawled up my leg. That's one thing that happened there. Got it. And we're done. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh. <laughs> so yeah, I guess again, last ten minutes of the show. I was. We came back from like a, it's like a little house gathering. Everybody's there. You had wine, whatever. I was like, all right, time to leave. And uh, like, I was in the car, and I felt like I was like, oh, I got like a leaf in my pant leg or something. Like I could kind of feel it here. Like I was like, oh, I'll just shake it out when we get in back to the hotel. Got back, you know, let the kids out. Everybody get in their room, brush your teeth, all that stuff. I sat on the sofa and I was like, this leaf is moving up my leg. It's like by my knee. And I was like, so I kind of pinned it against my leg and I was like shoving it down. And my wife was ready to leave me. You know what I mean? So a lot of good she was. She was like, oh, I can't look at it. And I shoved, it was like, a, yeah, it was like a beetle or whatever. And I was like, this is gross. I told my friend about it again. He lives there and he's like, yeah, that's Mississippi for you. I was like, okay. Well, I would have freaked out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my wife was like, you're so brave. And I was like, well, <laughs> I'm not going to turn down a compliment, ma'am, you know, but, you know, I was kind of grossed out. Like, 
animals crawling up my my pants. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> All right. So ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning into the show. Um I don't I don't really it, it feels weird. I feel like I'm repeating myself. Um because nothing happened from last week. We basically did a version of that show again. Uh I I totally recommend you go back and listen to what we talked about. Um last week when we previewed UAB cuz we talked about what happened previously, right? Previously on North Texas football, where we recapped some of that other stuff and kind of talked about uh, some of our concerns a little bit more in depth and a little bit more fresh on our brains. Um, I think a lot of the stuff there applies here, and we kind of recapped it here. Um, you know, I'm a little skeptical of, of completing the season with any more than two more games. I think we probably play these two games. Like, Rice seems fine, and like UTSA, I don't think they're going to cancel anything. So, um, I think those games get played, but I'm real skeptical about El Paso, which is where the virus is raging like crazy over there. Uh, they had rescheduled the game against UAB for Midland, and then they canceled that, you know, uh, like a week in advance. Um, and then again, Louisiana Tech already canceled the game, and I don't really see them. I, you know, they they're gonna play again or try to play again this week. I just don't see it happening. So these two games are probably the final two games in North Texas. Schedule unless they're like, oh, let's see if we can get UAB in against instead of UTEP or something. I don't know. I just don't see it happening. And you also have to think that what do these teams have to play for? Or yeah. is there even going to be a postseason? Or are these guys trying to keep their jobs? Yeah, not really sure if it's worth it to them uh, to to finish the season. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. It's like basically it's like what I don't know. Maybe one of the coaches are like, I need this bowl bonus, man. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> That that's kind of it. Everything is is weird right now. Like I don't. It's hard to say whoever is crowned the champion is a deserving champion if it's not Marshall. Like Marshall's the clear best team. We didn't learn anything about anybody else, you know. Like again, Rice has played two games and UAB has played seven. Like what, what, what have we learned about any of these teams? Like they didn't play each other. They didn't have any common opponents. It just. It's a crapshoot. It's just super random that it's not even worth really contesting. Um, same thing for like a bowl game. Like, are you going to be excited or proud or anything if North Texas plays and I don't know the Shreveport Bowl against whoever yeah, I mean, they can muster? You know, <laughs> Independence Bowl. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, they, yeah, all of these these the games and the wins this year will all have asterisks on it, and it'll, it'll be the COVID year and. It might end up being the lost year mm-hmm. um, for for a lot of these teams and, and the whole league. But yeah, it's like yeah. how they have that asterisk by like World War Two. They're like since 1942, right? You know, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> before we had to send all of the college football teams to war, right? Yeah, so. <laughs> right. And uh, I, th- I feel like it'll be the very similar in terms of stats, or or just remembering, you know, we might have done great. We might have been four and zero, but we're six and zero. However many games we we played, but everybody else quit. Or uh, cancel the game, so we can't really tell. Yeah, I mean, it is very much like those very early years where, like, a team went three and zero and said, "Yeah, we're the league title. We won the <laughs> league title of what league? Yeah, we made our own league, and we're the the champions of that." Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to take away from it. I don't even know what to root for. I mean, you know, the competitive part of me is like, yeah, we could. We could maybe squeak into being the league, you know, the West Division champ. But 
for what I mean. I don't. I, is North Texas the best team in the West Division? No. Like even if we snuck into that spot, it would be real weird. It would feel kind of weird. I don't know. Um, all of that is happening. The good news is, like two of the the big pharmaceutical companies have reported some some uh, vaccine trials with high success rates. And I know there's a lot of caveats to that. It's like initial trials, and they have a lot of steps to go through. But, um, you know, I, I think entering into the next year, uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about all of that. I expect that we'll, by the end of 2021, there will at least be a vaccine. Uh, and so that's sort of, yeah, they just they just put a date on it. I'm thinking that by September 1, 2021, we will have a vaccine available, and that means we could probably put on college football the way we normally have it. For realsies. And you know what the cool thing is? Uh, maybe you really want to read it. Maybe, maybe I need to get uh, uh, get a percentage of the, the season ticket sales right now because I'm just going to advertise. I think you want to buy your season tickets now because I imagine everyone's going to sign up for everything in the next year. They're like, hey, we had a whole year where we didn't go into anything. We're going to every game. Anything that involves, we're going to go to the volleyball? Yes, season tickets to volleyball. We're going to all those games. Got it. Yeah, women's basketball is going to have, you know, 10,000 people in the, in the in the arena every game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we might see the, the biggest attendance um, bump in 2021 once they open everything up. just because <laughs> well i mean if, gonna, yeah. if you compare 2020 versus 2021 surely we'll, we'll see a great well, well yeah i mean i just, i think everybody's <laughs> gonna be like man it really was great going to uh you know i really missed going to games and i don't yeah it was cool watching it on tv but it sure is nice not being in my home anymore right so yeah and, and kind of also the mindset of if you take something away they're gonna want it even more mm-hmm yeah. Um, and looking, I was looking at, at this week's schedule for the whole uh, NCAA, and you know we got postponed, Charlotte and Marshall canceled, Central Arkansas and and Louisiana uh, postponed, Texas Kansas postponed, Mississippi A and M uh, postponed, Georgia Tech Miami. So every week you just got it's a crapshoot. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I mean, like we're scheduled to play Rice. It it might happen. Don't be alarmed if it does not. I'll be sad. Yeah, I'll be a little sad. I think for real, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the the thing again. I was just I've been talking about like I should, I should play the NCAA football and kind of stream it. Um, but I think I really am gonna do that if if they cancel it. It's the first thing I'll do. I'll do week what, two of that thing. What's that machine where you've got like um, little players on the board and it kind of like buzzes and? <laughs> yeah, it, my dad played that way back in you know. I guess when they invented football, he was talking about that. Like, yeah, we was the other thing. He was like, Bzz. I was like, this seems completely random, and there's no skill involved that. And then I think he sent me in my room or something. I don't know. <laughs> you should just start doing those and record like uh, yeah. color commentary. Yeah, and I'll be Brad Nessler. Like, whoa, what a hit! <laughs> Pump in the crowd noise. Yeah, <sighs> you suck. Um, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, again, thanks for listening to the show. We appreciate your support. Uh, become a member, you know, of the site that helps us kind of do it. I haven't like advertised that. I raised the prices up, uh, basically because you know, like I said, out of like some sympathy for the people who you know, like it's it's. I'm like, if you can afford it, 
then you you won't mind paying the prices that I raise it up to. It's still reasonable. Um, so go ahead and do that if you want to support uh, Mean Green Nation. Uh, com. Uh, I know this year's been kind of weird. Uh, like the cadences have been a little off. Like at work, I've been crazy busy, and a lot of a lot of that has to do with you know some pandemic response and whatever. Um, I anticipate that next season will be a little bit more normal. I don't know what to expect about college basketball right now. Um, the exciting thing is that North Texas has a good basketball team. It super sucks that we have a good basketball team when there's no tournament reward involved, right? And we could be talking about like, man, did you see that magical tournament run we had last season? Can't wait to do it again. Instead, we're like, no, the first season where they canceled the NCAA tournament, that's the season that North Texas was, was a favorite (laughs) to make it at the very least to go to the NIT. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, the one year yeah well that's north texas anyway ladies and gentlemen thanks for uh thanks for listening go mean green go mean green